Welcome back. Welcome back. Real Men Don't Wear Long Sleeves, episode 3, round 21. Um, we're watching Collingwood play Melbourne today at the MCG, which is very stressful for me. It's my own team. Yeah, I think we made a strange and bold and brave choice to record during a Collingwood game. Yeah, and around the grounds, Port Adelaide Aaron's team also played <laughs> yeah. 15 points up Actually, in the second quarter. Both our teams are up right now. Uh, there's probably very few times this year that that's happened at the same time. True. Um, true. And I think for all our listeners, it is a blessing that Collingwood are winning somewhat comfortably because Rose. I wouldn't say comfortably. Well, 17 points. 17 points, but it's almost double Melbourne's score. Oh, thank God. Jamie Lynch just marked 45 out, 45 degree angle. It's missed. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. It's just a five goals, seven. Fine. So I was thinking since we recorded our last episode about the beards because I was embarrassed that I had such a low reserve of beards to draw upon. Henry just kicked his second goal. He's so old, but like. How old is he? Ageless. He's like early 30s. Is this like. Okay, his... that's not that old. But he debuted in. This is his 13th season. He's like quite old. But he's still sprightly. <gasps> yeah, the beards. <laughs> The beards. Really lost your train I did lose my train of thoughts, but I've got three beards to bring to the table. One of them is holding the ball right now, Travis Barco. Uh huh. The other one, the other two, actually, you're not going to like. Jordan Lewis. No, that's okay. That's okay, right. Jordan Lewis, and unfortunately, Canelio. I mean, he's fine. He is a handsome. He's, a, he's very. He's got like. He looks like Zac Efron a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's got that kind of over a decade now. Yes, but you don't like him. <gasps> Woo! Trav kicks the goal. And um, the beard got him over the line. Yeah, no, I don't like him, but that's because I don't really like Giants. Did you watch any of their Friday night game against Hawthorne or something? Um, I was kind of following on um, the internet, but that actually brings up a valid point, which is my bone to kick for the week is with the inhabitants of Canberra for caring enough. Actually, it's not even a bone to kick. It's just like a genuine curiosity. Like, what is are you people okay that you're going to the football to support the Giants when it's snowing? I actually want to know if you're okay. And I think, if nothing else, that should be the sign that Canberra should have the Giants as their football team. Or more games played That's there. true. That's because a they're point. more committed than the Western Sydney people. How, when the Giants started, they tried to make, like, a sob story out of being like, oh, we didn't even have a pitch to, like, train on. We had to go on a baseball thing. And it was like, yeah, that's because it was incredibly stupid that you made a team there where no one cared and there wasn't even a football. And also, you had so many number one draft picks and funding. So, like, cry me a river, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't love the Giants. That's okay. <laughs> I and also they lost last night and actually it was the laziest game of football I've seen. I didn't know. Great fault. But I'm I don't actually even know where I'm at the tips at the moment because I think I mentioned before on the pod the tipping competition I'm a part of is at the pub where I used to work and I famously burned all those bridges to the ground <laughs> and I quit my job so I can't go back in and see where I am on the ladder. My one remaining friend that I have there is gone to Ireland for three weeks, so I don't know how I'm going to manage the last three rounds. But, yeah, so I I think I might have dropped out of the top three for good with that GWS loss last night. Yet another thing we can hold against them. And also, they beat both of our teams respectively in the last month. It just is so frustrating when you see a team play so badly that just thrashed you and it was like a completely different team that played you. That's how everyone who loses to Port must feel. Because yeah. you'd be like, I just saw you be so bad. Like, why are you now beating us? Mm. Well, also, yeah. way too much attention put on last night's coverage um, of Alistair Clarkson running around at training topless with his dad bod to 
air quote, embrace the cold and lift the spirits of his team. He's been fucking having coffee with Dyson Heppel. (laughs) Dyson Heppel would have thrived in those (laughs) conditions. He's been waiting his whole life for for it to snow at the footy. I would love to see the snow collect on his dreadlocks. Snowflakes on, like, falling on eyelashes is, like, a romantic image. But actually, you know, one of those things that people always say, like, but if it actually happened, you'd be, like, so uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, when people's... um, Breath freezes. Snowflakes on lashes. That's from Santa Music. That's where I got that from, right? No, what's the words to that song? Girls in white dresses. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Snowflakes that fall on my nose and eyelashes. That that is it. That is it. Yeah. yeah. That would not. That would be horrible. It Why is, is that one of your favourite things? No, I, that has happened. Not like they haven't sat on my eyelashes by any means. I'm no um, Twiggy, but. <laughs> <laughs> But there was like the wind coming into my face on like the first morning I arrived at my host exchange family situation in France and it was really weird because it was like being rained on on your face but like it was meant to be nice and it wasn't as aggressive and the protocol still remains unclear as to whether or not you should use an umbrella in the snow. Yeah, well, the only experience I've ever had with snow was when I was in Cambridge. For footwear-wise, I was not prepared for snow and I kept falling over and my aunties had to hold me by my, el- by my elbows, respectively, because I couldn't walk more than three steps without falling over and I like, <laughs> really badly bruised my elbow and it was really embarrassing. Clearly a tourist. Oh, very clearly a tourist. I've never felt more from Australia than, like... I've never felt further from home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dacos. Who's um, 13 for Melbourne? That guy. No, he's 30. I can't read numbers. Um, 13 for Melbourne is Clayton Oliver, I believe. Terrible haircut. It is terrible. And he's also like, his hair is not nearly thick enough for no. that to be. He has the Aaron Norton haircut, but is balding and. I think I might be dyslexic with numbers. Because if it's a four and a five or a six and a seven next to each other, I can never say it the right way around. Isn't that just dyslexia? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Is it? But I have no issues with the letters. I'm not sure what to tell you. Okay. Seek professional help. (laughs) (gasps) Bailey Fitch again. One of those annoying forwards that is like incredibly lanky and just looks Mm. like he's not going to do anything. And then they do. He looks very small. Um, Kind of like a lot of your debutantes. Um, Rosie, etc. Yeah. Um, speaking of Xavier Dersman's arrow, um, I saw a video on Instagram of him in doing a primary school visit and the whole classroom was practicing their arrows with him. Oh, it that's was really so sweet. And I felt personal redemption on his behalf. Can you show me? Because I have deleted Instagram. Yeah, I saved it so that you could see it. Oh, um, so who knows? Maybe if he becomes a great forward, then um, the children of the future will... <laughs> It'll be like the Layton Hewitt come on thing. Yeah. But a likeable version. Oh. oh. Elliot just fucking sprayed a goal that was a shoo-in up until he fumbled, then showed his absolute lack of skill. Um, it's fine, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those really like one of those supporters that just like berates their team until the siren goes and we've won and then I'm like oh so good <laughs> we're the best team ever whereas the whole game I just abuse them it's because I know how good they can be and it's out of love I've recently um I'm on a social media blackout where I deleted my Facebook and my Instagram but I don't feel any better I thought it was supposed to fix you. And <laughs> I thought the reason my mental health was bad is because of social media. It turns out my mental health is just bad. Well, it can't hurt. It's not going to make anything worse. No, um, I guess. Also on last night, last night's game, 
very appropriate to the uh, title of our podcast, Real Men Don't Wear Long Sleeves, Alistair Clarkson will not let any of his players wear long sleeves and it was snowing and no one could feel their hands. And well, he's, yeah. he's lucky that he wore shorts as the coach and a T-shirt to be like in solidarity yeah. with them. Because just imagine I think if he was that's, like, stupid. that's just stupidity is what that is. That's like prove manliness at all costs, even though it's detrimental to our health. Yeah. Which is sickening. <laughs> um, you didn't say what your bone to kick. Well, my bone to kick was the Giants. Just that's being. what mine was. Yeah, but it was... You can't steal my bone to kick. Well, I didn't know what your bone to kick was going to be. And also mine was um Also yours was Alistair Clarkson at the same time. And yours was just like... You had a secondary one. A weird, a strangely aggressive respect for the Canberra population. <laughs> but yeah. I have to say I don't have much respect for the Canberra population besides the snowing football thing. I don't know much about the Canberra population. Uh, I thought it was meant to I be think I know an incredibly I know. mundane place. And then my sister said that it was actually... Mostly students and yeah, young people but getting into politics. Or which, like who, have hard. you ever hung out with them? They're not fun. As someone who did a politics degree and is allowed to say that, no, I would not want to <laughs> move to Canberra. <laughs> I signed a contract when I received my degree. Yeah, I would not want to hang out with a bunch of policy graduates. Chris Mayne. Everyone loves him. Like, my parents are Collingwood supporters as well, and they adore Chris Mayne. And I implore anyone who has seen a Collingwood game to send me a video of a time when Chris Mayne has kicked the ball forwards or into the attacking corridor because he always goes wide or backwards and he's so boring. He never, like, when he has it, you're like, nothing exciting is going to happen. He's no Trav Varco. No, he's not. There's no one like Trav Varco. Chris kicks the ball from outside 50! Um, who is, incidentally, Travis Varco's BFF. Who? Jack Cruz. Obviously. How do you not? <laughs> Sorry. No, I only know that from being a freak and watching their, like, club videos of them interviewing Oh, okay. Highlight, um, highlight of our trip to Melbourne. We're walking in Fitzroy and Rose goes, oh, that's the famous Fitzroy Bowling Club. And I was like, famous from what? And she's like, Brody <laughs> Grundy's Instagram. <laughs> no, they all go to the landmark. Like, club hangs. I'll take your word for it. Well, why wouldn't you? It's like the Alma. By that logic, the Alma is like a famous South Australian landmark. I know, because you love Rory Sloan, but his affiliation <laughs> to the Alma, does that muddy that water for you at all? What Rory Sloan represents is so far misaligned values-wise with what goes on at the Alma. Do you I know what I mean? for the first time a few weeks ago. No, it was longer than that. It was the, it was the Queen's birthday long weekend, so we went on Sunday night, and it was horrible. I saw you that night. Yeah, because yeah. I... Cold Erin needing to get the hell out of the Alma. <laughs> um, and um, knowing she would be my um, night shining Alma. I'm Tracy Chapman <laughs> and I've got a fast car and you've got a ticket to anywhere. Did you intentionally <laughs> brush over my night and shining Alma? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't hear it. I'll give you space Because for I would understand. <laughs> no, no, I did. I wouldn't. You know, I would never have let that slide. I would have yeah. laughed, laughed, laughed. No, no Brandon Maynard's been taken down by three Melbourne players. And he's been done for holding the ball. Give it back, Brayden. Everybody's got to fall sometimes. <laughs> What's that song from the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind soundtrack? Um, I've only seen part of that movie what? because I've never, I never am in a serious enough mood when I start watching it and then I realise that it's about depression and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, I'm, but it's not. It's about love and hope. I wouldn't know. It's about I'm finding your seven to nine days. <laughs> So recently I saw a psychic and the psychic told me that I was going to meet my future partner in seven to nine days. And I've told, obviously I've told everyone I know that story. And now people 
keep asking me if I've met my seven to nine days. And I think I've started a new thing where your soulmate is referred to as your seven to nine days. Okay. A cultural phenomenon. Yeah, trademarked. But alas, I did not meet said seven to nine days in the allotted window. Perhaps you just don't know. Not a case of Michael Bublé's I just haven't met you yet. (laughs) I haven't noticed you yet. Which is actually a good song. It's fantastic. It's a really good song. Excellent orchestral, lots of um, brass instruments that really lift you up. I think, now that I think about it, I think that's the only Michael Bublé original song that I know. I feel like all the rest is like Christmas songs and that Nina Simone cover. Um, Does he write original songs? There was another one that came out around the same same time as I Just Haven't Met You Yet, but I can't think it eludes me. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything by not being intimately familiar with Michael Bublé's original catalogue, but if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Who did you tip for this round? This For this game? This this round. So you got the Giants wrong. Well, the Giants I, I haven't got a nine out of nine yet this season. Neither I'm winning I. in both of my well actually I'm equal first in one of my tipping competitions and bloody just smashing my family, the idiots. Um <laughs> and uh, but I haven't got a nine perfect round and the round that I almost got a perfect round, sadly, was um the infamous Collingwood Richmond game where I I always tip the magpies. Um and they were what stopped me from Getting my perfect round, which was double mm. hurting. Double I um, I had giants who fell abominably, um, which is stolen from the AFL article called The Abominable Snowmen <laughs> um, of their game report. How good must that editor have felt when they <laughs> realised what was available to them? I know, and the game was so boring, so they just spoke about the snow like the whole time, which was fair enough because I think it is very exciting when, yeah. when it snows in Australia. Um, tipped the pies, as always. Tipped port by a team. We do our margin game for the Adelaide Oval game um, oh, in my family. That's, that's fun. That's and I always do different. my 18 because once, two years ago, I got 9 out of 9 and the exact margin. Um, so it's my lucky margin. Wow. It was a big day. Um, and what was the game? Who were the players? I don't know. I should have, like, made um, a plaque or something. But I got <laughs> – we do, like, our weekly prize in my family one is a Kit Kat and I got two Kit Kats because it was Fuck. so – That's white privilege right there. <laughs> <laughs> um. Did Port? Yeah, same. Lions against the Suns. That one's a bit of yeah, a same. Um, I tipped the dogs against Essendon. Yeah, same. Um, and strangely, Essendon are like favourites by a lot, I but that. I don't see why. I know. Um, I haven't entered my tip for Geelong versus North yet. I did North. I hate that you can just have it on your phone, like ready to go. Once I've done the tips, they're done. If I have a change of heart, too fucking bad. Well, you could call. Yeah, but I don't want to speak to anyone that works at the bar. <laughs> Maybe I should, like, make more of an effort to not torch my relationships to the ground and then I would be able to go to the pub and fix my tips. I don't know. I think I'm, I have fine interpersonal <laughs> skills. <laughs> there you go. Football helping people look in on themselves. Actually, it's funny you say that because yesterday I was at um, – so I'm doing my final placement for my social work master's at the moment and I went to this training yesterday. Um, it was basically, like, a seven-hour day about all the different kinds of trauma there are in the world and – I felt pretty good at the end of that. <laughs> but then she was like, at the last half an hour of the day, they were like, we're going to talk about different self-care strategies, yada, 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 because of vicarious trauma, etc." And they were like, it's important to have something that fulfills creative pursuits, connects you with other people, and is also physical exercise. And I was like, the pot is all three. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be the one doing the physical exercise, and I can't actually see the others that I'm connecting with. 
beyond you. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's definitely creative. Yeah, particularly yeah. creative in the editing process, which is Erin's job because yes. she has to cut out all our stupid. <laughs> Back to what I was saying. Fucking interrupted. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. I thought that was a nice sentiment to share. No, it was, and probably more interesting than what I'm saying right now. <laughs> um, cats versus North. You went North. I went North. All right, let's do it before the fourth quarter's about. Oh, sorry. Okay, fine. All right, fourth quarter's about to start. Rose is going <laughs> what to the toilet. No, it's fine. I'll just do it by myself. I was going to ask her for a fourth quarter preview, but she's going to the bathroom, so I'm oh. going to have to do it myself. Okay, Collingwood are up by. Well, I could have. Oh, I could have said that. I just meant your specific insight. Oh, uh, my fourth quarter preview is that it'll be quite an even quarter, and the margin will stay the same. That's my analysis. I'll be back shortly. <laughs> Well, my analysis while she's out of the room is that Scott Penderbury is going to do his ACL and Max Gorn is going to take the mark of the century and Brody Grundy and Jack Viney are going to get into a punch-up. Has anyone got a goal? No, no goals yet. It's just, like, annoying when you're playing a team like Melbourne because you're, like, like fall over. Like, you know you're going to lose. Let us get a percentage boost. No, don't. Not Melbourne. Like, throw one our way. Not Melbourne. You like Melbourne? I love Melbourne. They're my second team. Interesting. Actually, why? Why is that? Um, I weirdly liked Melbourne a lot when Jack Watts was there, and then when he left, I lost complete interest. I think... And I don't particularly care about Jack Watts, so I don't... (gasps) Well, another injury! Amazing we've got enough players left at this point. I think we've got, like, 20... Injured now, which means we have like six to select for. <laughs> like, Jesus. Um, okay, would you rather? No, no, the would you rather segment was meant to purely annoy Lucy Hazeman across the I know, but now I'm into it. We were two anti-crows. <laughs> um, yeah, but now I'm into it. Oh my God, today at work, because now I'm on a would you rather kick. Today at work, I was playing with my co-worker, Louis, and he said, you really would you <laughs> He said, get, get a load of this. Would you rather not be able to brush or floss your teeth for the rest of your life, including, like, going to the dental hygienist, or not have any way of, like, wiping your ass for a year? <laughs> it was, like, gagging at the coffee machine. Loophole. No, there would, I tried all the loopholes. No, there he, is a loophole. You just shower. That's what he said. But then I was like, that means you, like, can't leave the house for, like, a whole year. Unless- but my, my ultimately my answer to that question was, I would choose to not be able to wipe my ass for a year and just use that year to, like, work on a screenplay and stay at home. I would kind of love that. second loophole, go somewhere in Asia for a year where they have either bidets or the little showers and then you don't have to worry about it. So, you're a fool, Erin. (laughs) You lose everything. (laughs) You're a fool, Harry Potter. (laughs) And you will lose everything. I feel like that quote was in the trailer but never in the movie. No, that was definitely in the movie, in the end of Order of the Phoenix. Oh, when he's, like, in his head. I think, like, once While Harry, like, vanished, in the ministry? No, once he's, like, come out of the possessed. Right. And then Harry says, I have no love of friendship. Oh, yeah, and he's, like, writhing on the ground. He's like, you'll never know love of friendship. I'm not sure of the time. <laughs> I literally just, I completely just repeated exactly what you said. But, like... but more emphatically, so it was okay. <laughs> That you did bring more to the table. <laughs> um, I like that we've had some nice oppositions in the last few weeks because our forward line was distraught. It was just ever since James Stevenson became a gambling addict. I really maintain 
that there needs to be more of a proactive anti-gambling stance in the wake of that incident. That should have been like the catalyst for an anti-gambling move in the AFL, which obviously would never happen because they rely on the money. What do they get? They just have a gambling partner. Isn't that it, though? They don't actually get any money from it. Oh, they would get so much money from the advertising. Oh, yeah. I just think, once again, I feel deeply sorry for Jaden Stevenson, even though everyone maintains that he's a moron. Well, I mean, it's the same as they only serve mid-strength beer at night game. Well, at the MCG, at least, that was what happened when we went there. They have, like official beer of the AFL mm. which they don't even serve at the games mind you but mm. yeah they have like all these sponsors that endorse yeah. alcohol and heaps of ads that endorse alcohol and all this sort of stuff it's and, so it's it's very toxic and like gets so upset when the fights happen and it's like well yeah it's because of the well yeah it's, it's, but in saying that please don't take away the beer um <laughs> but it's just not engaging with the structural cause of the issue or also like don't do mid-strength beer just don't serve four beers at a time you know you Chop off the head of the monster when you mean to chop off the foot. What? <laughs> so, for, like you just said about the fights, like they'll kick a, they'll ban a supporter for life for getting in a drunken fight, as if it's that supporter's fault. Not tracing that back to the structural cause of them promoting alcohol and like the culture around drinking in the football. Yeah. Chop off the head to save the foot. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, chop off the foot to save the head. I'm not really on board with the No, it's okay. Fully it's all right. Uh, I don't know. As you're saying, though, I'm kind of like, it is individuals that do it because it's like, I could get pissed at the football and not ruin people's nights. I know. And injure I, yeah. them and stuff. Yeah, that's a fair point. But I think as well, it's like, it's just always been a part of the footy that it's like, you're going to get in arguments with the other opposition supporters and that's half the fun if you go about it in like a normal yeah, way yeah but that i think it's a the thing around the culture and because like i remember when i was at my little brother's like under 12s grand final listening to my dad who's like a very gentle placid man screaming his bloody head off like in front of kids at a playground at a local oval being like fucking this and that and i was like dad there's kids here and he was like hey they can move <laughs> and like that to me is the culture around like it's, it's just so normalised that when you're at the footy, these things happen. Then, you know, like young kids who are playing or young kids who are watching internalise those behaviours and that becomes – do you know what I'm trying to say? Like yeah, there, there's this think... idea of like, oh, this is this is what happens at the footy and that doesn't mean that – obviously there are degrees of where it's totally fine and harmless, but you can't – I think it's because it's impossible to measure that it becomes problematic because it's like – I've had plenty of, like, interactions with opposition supporters that have been, like, funny and it's, like, not yeah, scary yeah, yeah. even though we're, like, arguing yes. and paying each other out. Yeah. I don't it know does them. just come down to personality and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, just, it's just a trust thing. Like, you trust that the people around you have your best interests at heart yeah. and you have their best interests at heart. And a basic human respect also thing. Also, on that, while we're bashing Lucy Hazeman in this podcast, Don't, we're not bashing out. her. <laughs> She's our number one supporter. Pro's Grand Final 2017. Um... Everyone texted me before the game knowing that I would go for Richmond um, because that was a bit of like a fairy tale. It wasn't. It wouldn't. It I wasn't an anti crows thing so much as a pro Richmond thing. Yeah, and it was yeah. a combination of the two. I got several texts from her saying, "I don't want to hear one comment from you. I will walk out the door." Then I wore a beanie that had a tiger on it. I think that's totally valid on your behalf after your years of being maligned as the lone Collingwood supporter. Do you and remember also, that party at my parents' house? In I remember it well, on the, the drawing grand final and everyone yeah. was pulling off my merchandise in the 
last minute while I was like. That must have been traumatic for It you. was traumatic. And then 2011, I watched it with, shout out, Lucy Hazeman, um, <laughs> who pointed and laughed in my face when we lost. So I'm just But she, really she sure. is a very dear friend. And of course, Rose would never hold a grudge. <laughs> I remember everything. I pray for a Collingwood Crows grand final. Wow. In which I will be <laughs> unleashed. <laughs> In fact, both of us will be unleashed to our most archaic uh, ugliest, <laughs> ugliest natures. Love you, Luz. <laughs> Literally the only person who's going to listen to this. <laughs> and there goes our soul list. <laughs> 33.69, 13 minutes to go. So you made a fair call on the margin being the same. I did because we're not like – we don't – once we've won it, we kind of like don't really yeah. care that much anymore. Yeah. Like – how are you feeling about Collingwood after the last couple of weeks going into the pointy end? Because you were very, you'd lost a lot of hope after the Richmond game. What's your current I had, feeling? Because that was a horrible game to watch. Um, my current feeling is suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> very tentative. Um, it's so hard to know when you haven't. We haven't been playing very good teams in the last like we played the Suns last week or we played mm. Melbourne this week and I was in Japan when we um lost to Hawthorne and North there was one other one in there I guess they've steadied the ship a bit though from some very rocky times yeah and we beat West Coast over at Optus but I think I didn't see that game either so it was no really we did because you were texting me because I tipped West Coast and you texted me being like sucking trader that's <laughs> <laughs> true um, I am um, so have you seen the other Melbourne player who's wearing like a a helmet? Um Angus Brayshaw. Angus yeah. Brayshaw and Jaden Hunt are both wearing hair pieces in Melbourne colours. And I think that's a really nice touch. Angus Brayshaw actually didn't have his helmet on in the first quarter. No one knows what happened, but it was the first time he hasn't worn a helmet, so it's very um disconcerting. Yeah, unusual. The lowest Thing you can do in a match of football, which I have seen Ollie Wines do to Caleb Daniels. Someone did it to Angus Brayshaw the other week. Rip off someone's helmet. Did Ollie Wines do that? He did it to oh, Caleb Daniel has... and then he threw it away across the boundary. Well, was... I'm sure Caleb Daniel did something to deserve it because Ollie Wines is a good boy. I know, but it's like, that's really poor form. That's like, I want you to get concussed is the message I'm getting <laughs> from that. Like... <laughs> Well, maybe I'm going to brain damage you. I miss some when Darcy Byrne Jones had long hair. I feel like he's lost his spirit now that he's lost his, yeah. Yeah, Erin was telling me once um, when she just started working that one of the Bristers there had the same birthday as her. And she was like, alongside Darcy Byrne Jones. And who was the other one? Um, <laughs> that guy I dated very briefly. But yeah, we're going to have a kick-ass B-Day party this year. 20th of September. Put it in your calendars. So if anyone has Darcy Byrne Jones's Number, address, uh, private Facebook account. <laughs> we would love to get something going. But we were born in the same year as well, so that's the that's the special one. Because oh. we were born on the actual same day. Is he from Adelaide? Were you perhaps... He is from Adelaide. In the same hospital <gasps> even. Do you think I could Google what hospital was Darcy Byrne-Jones born in? I would be surprised <laughs> if that was public information. I'm going to try. Considering he's not that famous, but... He um... is definitely from Adelaide, though. Yeah. Okay, no, he's, he's not. Oh. <laughs> he's from Victoria. Got that quite wrong. Um, I would love to see Collingwood kick 10 goals in the last eight minutes. I just think they're being a bit reserved now, and fair enough. Yeah, because everyone's dropping like flies. Yeah, they can't afford to be rested next week. Oh, my God, Brody Grundy, the hair tie again. Um. All season. <laughs> I have been tracking with a level of attention to detail that I have not applied to anything else in my life. <laughs> Brody Grundy's hair tie situation 
he clearly as girls yes that's generalization but as girls we in general know what it's like to have a hair tie difficulty you need one that's thick and you need one that's strong and it's going to hold it together Brody Grundy has not learned this lesson and continues to have it flapping around in the wind and it's like someone get this man a hair tie it's true and (laughs) he constantly does the uh tighten of the thing and you can see his hair getting knotted throughout the game and i just know when he takes that hair tie out his hair's gonna be all wound around it Mm. and it's gonna hurt so much and then he's gonna get frizz do you think he brushes it every night like marsha brady 100 brushes before she goes to bed (laughs) almost definitely Well, he would have to brush it after the game, probably deep condition it to get the knots out mm. of that fucking shit show that he's orchestrated for himself. Mm. And he's also missing a great opportunity to wear a black and white scrunchie. Yeah, that would be that would be very um, gender non-conforming of him. Oh, when I was editing our last episode, I was like, I think we're participating in the objectification of men. <laughs> Almost definitely. And then I thought maybe we should talk about some of their good personal characteristics instead. We don't have any exposure to their personality because they're playing sport unless they do like a post-game interview and even then that's like their sport persona, not their real persona. So it's all we have to go on is their physicality. And also the sport persona like that they're allowed to have is a very limited window and I feel like the personalities that might be allowed to emerge, they all have to be like the sports bloke and that's the personality that you can have. Whereas if you were like a different kind of man, you would never be welcome to share that. It's the um, same thing as, like, there's no out football players because that's not the persona that you're allowed to present. I feel like they're out within their own clubs, but it's just, like, why should you have to announce your sexuality to the whole of Australia? You shouldn't have to. Like, but I, I, and I understand that argument, but I just think how – imagine how fucking incredible it would be for there to be one – out male AFL player. But they're not obliged to in the same way that it's like why none of them need to announce that they're dating anyone at all. Of course. Um, of course. But it would be a huge fucking deal. And someone's got to do it eventually. Yeah, eventually. Well, I just think women's uh, footy has um, yeah. definitely accelerated that problem in the right direction. That was just terrible phrasing on my behalf. My namesake, Erin um, Phillips. Daisy Pierce, boundary commentator. Just had oh, really? twins. I think with... I think her partner's a woman. That's why she was, um, that blonde woman was replacing her, who was like, how all the players like tap each other on the ass when they like kick a goal and stuff. It was like after the interview, I saw her like instead of shaking Patrick Cripps' hand, she like spanked him as he walked away. And I was like, no, you're not, you're not like on the field with them. You can't, not now. That's such a Lucy Hazen move to, sorry, bring her up again. But she is a footy player. That is that's what true, she would do. That's true. Oh no! Oh no! You are joking. Steel side bottoms gone down. We can't afford this. One of the great beards. Also, mm. as I much suspected, Collingwood have totally dropped the ball, and they are now only three goals up. It's two minutes to go, Rose, and it's pissing down and rain. Relax. I will not. Because the Giants lost, we have a. Chance to go to the top four if Richmond fall to Carlton, which is possible. Dusty's I not think playing. It's okay, so actually, you know what? One person we do know about their personal characteristics is Dusty, and we know that he is a pure light in the world. And it's what that do you mean should. He's a pure light in the world. He he's, just has such a good heart, and he's so like. He's a little. You can tell he's a little shit. No, he's not. He's sweet and quiet, and like doesn't know how to deal with attention, and just um, like rebuttal what he got suspended for earlier in the year when he gestured to doing a line of coke to Shane Mumford and said have another line idiot I think that's funny (laughs) it is funny but he doesn't scream sweet and innocent (laughs) 
<laughs> nor does having a bikey father that's had been hey, forced to leave the country. I'm sorry, that doesn't the sins of no, the father, father does, does not, not define him, but he also has neck and also, tats. That would and be like, really hard. And don't be classist and assume that just because someone has neck tats that they're not a good person. I'm not saying he's not a good person. I'm saying he's not a sweet and innocent man. I, I didn't mean like a sweet and innocent man. I just meant like he's a sweetheart. I would call him darling if I knew him. If he was my lover, I would call him darling. Isn't he like <laughs> renowned for no one knowing anything about him? Like, yeah, because he's private and he's like has values unlike the rest of these <laughs> fucking knobs. <laughs> I did enjoy Richmond supporters' attempts at – they all signed a petition coming up to the uh, grand final saying that Dustin Martin's father should be allowed back in the country. I to think that was really come nice. and see. Why would the Australian government? <laughs> okay, the Australian <laughs> government doesn't that. do anything that makes sense, and um, that is something that they would do. Because it's like Peter Dutton's fucking au pairs. That's what I was about to say. Since then, it is revealed that yeah. Gillan McLaughlin does yes, have ties. Exactly, to Peter exactly. <laughs> but that was the biggest long shot that I've ever heard in my life. Collingwood win. Shout out to someone other than Lucy Hazeman. Shout out to the Adelaide Oval demographic. Something we noticed in Melbourne was that we were outnumbered five to one by men at the footy. Whereas yes. at Adelaide, it's a very even spread, and it's great to see South Aussie people getting amongst it. <laughs> I think that was a relatively boring game to watch, but a very uh, lucky game to be watching for us right now in this moment because. It would have been really bad if Collingwood lost this game and we were recording. I would have had a tantrum. Yeah. And as as I uh, let me tell you guys, it ain't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Pendles isn't injured. There was talk of that because he put the tracksuit on the bench when he was doing his post-match interview. Um, I would like to know about Josh Dacos because he's a lively young wingman who's like trying to prove himself from VFL. Rupert Wills, also in the team from VFL. Too slow. Go home. And Jack Madgen... I was going to say earlier, number 44, every time he comes in, it's like, oh, he's obviously, like, a fill-in. Today, really held his own. Good for you. Keep up. <laughs> Good recap. <laughs> Anything you'd like to add, Erin? Um, would you like to add any more beards? You only listed three. Yeah, and I didn't want to I didn't want to come on too strong. <laughs> also, I don't have any other ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suggested Shane Edwards. No, I don't. I don't. I don't just so want to mistook for Sean Greig. Along. I don't want to panic and just think of any old beer. Like I want to put a lot of effort into it. Also, um, any old beer. <laughs> <laughs> do I have anything else to add? No, not particularly. What are we gonna do? Oh, you wanted oh, to? We're gonna yeah. do, I was gonna say upset of the round. Watch this space. By the time we release the podcast, the result will have happened so maybe don't watch and the one space. of us will have blood on our faces appreciate um my fortune telling that carlton will come up over richmond this week upset of the round you heard it here first mm, but that's the only one that's all oh no okay north and the cats no but i tip north okay that's all well, then i'll go with that that's my upset of the round it's north yeah over the cats. and we also didn't pick a player of the day oh we didn't Oh, we didn't do that last week either. No, because we barely watched the we game. Barely, yeah, that's true. Whereas this one, I was very intently focused, and I'm actually really proud of myself for being able to hold a conversation in the meantime. Yeah, you've come um, a long way. Player of the day, first half, definitely Pendles. I didn't watch the first half, so I can't goals. contribute to that. I reckon player of the day would probably have been. I thought Callum Brown played really well. No, actually, Josh Thomas has been really out of form, and he played. Really well in the midfield today. My player of the day is Jaden Hunt because when he was wearing the Melbourne headband, it made me smile. Which he's been doing his entire career. <laughs> <laughs> Drag me. Sorry, Melbourne's my only, only my second favourite team. I don't watch that many of their games. <laughs> 
why are they your favourite team? They're like renowned as being the rich wankers. It's because maybe, I don't know, eight years ago when they had been like incomparably bad for like 10 years and like, well, I mean, everyone loves an underdog. Yeah, that's why we've become attached to Carlton this season. Yeah, exactly. And they, because they were so bad for so long, I just developed such a fondness for them. And I guess I haven't really negotiated whether that is still valid. Like when people ask you, what's your favorite books? And you say books that you read like 15 years ago, because you haven't mentally updated your favorite books list. Mm-hmm. I haven't mentally updated my second favorite team. So I still say Melbourne, even though it may not be accurate anymore. There you go. Um, they had a guy, a comedian come on the front bar a few months ago and he's a Melbourne supporter and he was saying, I don't remember his name, but he is a fancy man. He wears a fedora and he writes, does he wear a fedora ironically? Not like a straw fedora, like a fifties businessman, New York. Don Draper. Yeah. Um, Well, he also writes for the age on football. I still don't know his name, (laughs) but he was saying that one of his friends messaged him like, cause he was like, are you coming to the game? And the friend couldn't make it to the game because his horse was having its, um, hooves cleaned. (laughs) And Oh, okay. I get it because he's rich. Yeah. Right. I was just trying to piece together how that story was relevant. (laughs) Um, that's classic. Very fitting to the stereotype of the Melbourne supporter. I do quite like Eddie Maguire's commentary. Oh, fuck off. No, like his football It's because he likes Collingwood. No, he never commentates on Collingwood games. Yeah, but you just, you know where his heart's at. No, because I disapprove of a lot of the things that he does and think that he shouldn't be such a public, um, well, obviously he's the president, but he's been dealt with a long time ago in the Adam Goods situation, but obviously he's no one powerful. dealt with that whatsoever. But who, um, who has the capacity to deal with Eddie Maguire? No one has enough power. Well, like Collingwood could, be but like, they but they would, but not. they didn't. There's no one um, in there that could pull rank above him because he's got so much power and influence there. Well, I'll take your word for it because I, and I don't follow who's on the board and whatnot. Mm. But <laughs> fake fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Actually, speaking of, I was thinking about on my morning walk this morning. Wow, Fitzbo. Well, it's to go and get a coffee 500 metres down the road. (laughs) Nothing to uh, write home about. But um, I was accused last year, or not accused, rather questioned my sincerity as a supporter because I said I go for Collingwood leading up to the finals and some fucking devil that, I don't know, I can't remember who they were. They were like, oh, what, like just this year? Oh, Implying bad, that bad I move. haven't lived through yeah, that was a mistake. Five lost premierships and has it only been five? It's been many. We've lost more premierships by yeah, but as in since you've other. been an active supporter, has it been five? It's been three in the last ten years, and then there were the Brisbane Lions ones right. that I wasn't you weren't um, very cognizant of because I was a youngster. My earliest AFL memory, actually, that's not true. My second. Whatever. A very early AFL memory I have <laughs> is of the day Port won the grand final because it was my ninth birthday party and I remember abandoning my guests to go and watch it in the front room and then, like, running around the front garden with a flag. What happened in 2007? Why do you even bring that up? Have we so shared? Have I shared? My, you oh, haven't. I haven't. Okay. Yeah, so the 2007 grand final. For those we, that don't remember. No, they remember, Rose. They remember. We don't need to bring it up. It's the greatest losing margin of in AFL history in a grand final. Okay. So, uh... <laughs> It's, it's late September 2007. I'm 12. I'm full of hope. I'm full of joy. I'm not a cynic yet. Those days are ahead of me. My beautiful auntie, who I love dearly, is getting married 
in Barrel, which is um, beautiful country in New South Wales. Um, my whole family's traveling for the wedding. Lo and behold, the wedding falls on grand final day in New South Wales. No one there's a supporter. No one there gives a fuck. My auntie, bless her socks, knowing how important it was to me to watch the grand final, hires a plasma screen to have at the reception so that I and I alone could watch the grand final. And everyone there was like, oh, what's this TV for? And they were like, oh, it's the AFL grand final today. Aaron's team's playing. By halftime, I was like inside the house crying (laughs) and couldn't watch it. And my auntie had spent all that, like, what a nice, kind gesture. My cousins were teasing me ruthlessly and it was one of those things where it's like, I couldn't, like, they weren't picking up on the fact that it wasn't fun banter for me. Like, with you, when Lucy Hazeman laughed in your face, like, mm. I was, like, terrorised. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Did you know how close that was to being a Collingwood Port Grand Final? We lost the prelim by five points. And then all history would be different. Maybe. Collingwood would be equal leaders of the premiership tally. Um, or Port would be a twice premiership team. We could have yeah. been Collingwood that year. No, yeah. because that year, that year Geelong were just so much better than everyone. Well, not that much better than us. Okay, well, we, we finished thing. top on the minor. We were first. Okay, but that was the whole thing was that it was like. Okay, this is literally 12 years ago. <laughs> Should we bother getting into this now? <laughs> that the two inform finals teams were. Well, no, Port played North in the prelim, so it was harder to gain. Which their, I was at. I was at that game. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, they played North in the prelim, and North were not really in contention, so it was like harder to gauge. Yeah, but we beat. But, like but I think it was the last round of the minor. We uh, Port beat Geelong and Dom Cassisi kicked the winning goal and that was like the pivotal moment of my life to that yeah. point. And so that's why it was like, oh, maybe this grand final was actually going to be, it's not going to be the walkover that everyone had assumed it would be because Port had just beat Geelong. Sadly, that was a red herring in God's plan. Um, but we're over it. We're all over it. We've all moved on. We're fine. Um, to conclude, my own trauma that began this last in the past how dare someone insinuate that i don't oh, have yeah. the mental capacity to be on a five-year-old you always go for like the winning team when you're yeah. five because you can't understand losing and refuse to because speak for yourself well i started going i've for, gone for port since i was five because i started going for port because um when we were in at the primary school we went to they had during showdown week they had like showdown donuts and you had to fill in the order form which, which donut you wanted, and I picked port because I liked the colours better. And that was in 2000 and... All right, you can stop flexing. One. <laughs> it was 2001. <laughs> so sorry that I've been right, through well, the I wars went, went as a five-year-old. I went to port in 2004. Um, oh, well, fucking... Then as, now, you, now you have the audacity <laughs> to sit here and talk about... Well, that was because they were the winning team. That's what I'm saying. I know, I know. Now you're judging someone for suggesting that you were capable of that when you clearly were. I know, that's the whole point that I'm making and have been making for the last 30 seconds, that as a child, you choose the winning team and, like, I was offended that someone would insinuate that I have... You haven't progressed. Yeah. Yeah, you've grown. You're a woman now. No longer a girl, not yet a woman. No, definitely, I'm old. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When the sun shines in winter, I think, good washing day. Mm. I got excited when we had a new sponge. Because oh, yeah, you know when right. the sponge gets like real gross after a while. Mm-hmm. No grey hairs yet though. But I want to be like I want to be like forty and have like fully silver hair because I I have curly hair and I feel like when you see like an older woman who's like rocking silver curly hair, you're like you're a fucking witch and you're a boss and like you're a goddess, you're a queen. I stand. I kiss your feet. I kiss your ring. Yeah, we have some regulars at my work that have that look going, and it's mm. um, you just know that they like won't both, take any man's shit. And they're both beautiful women. Get along with them very well. Could be you and me in the future. Maybe 
but they don't know each other. Ah, so well, we might not know each other in the future. (laughs) One is from Nova Scotia, so we could. And she's a maths professor, so I don't. Okay, we don't have to become them exactly. (laughs) I just meant it's a template. Anyway, should we wrap this up? We've got places. Did we have any? Yeah, we have got places to be. The pharmacy, because we're adults. Yeah, we need to buy a pregnancy test, as adults famously do. (laughs) For which one of us? We'll leave you guessing. (laughs) Is that how we're ending? I think that's how we're going to end it. (laughs) Bombshell, stay tuned. Thanks for listening.